Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. Better is a moment that I spend with you than a million other days away. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the secret place. I welcome you to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending us a message on the Podium app. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. opportunity to rest. Hi Danielle, how are you? Good morning, I'm well. Okay, good. And hi Busola. Hi. So um, we, are, we are studying um, the woman of Samaria. We stopped here last week. So it says, are you still seeking the water that cannot satisfy? Have you heard the Savior call out give me a drink an opportunity is seeks to change your story so the question is how did our encounter with christ come about and we've been discussing it for the past two or three months now so let me just read the commentary so jesus left the crowd and deliberately deliberately came her way. He waited to meet her at her place of ordinary activity and at the point of her need. So we pointed out that the encounter with Jesus Christ is unexpected. It's just going to be at your place of ordinary activity, probably at your workplace or even in your house. In your house, um, as you go on your daily activity, you just come to the realization of yourself and God convicts you and God encounters you and your life changes. And that's what happened to me. My my was in my house. So um, we all need this encounter that would change our lives forever. And we need the encounter every, every, every 
time, once in a while. Like we need to be refreshed. We need to meet Jesus afresh to refresh us. So number two says, give me a drink was just the bait to get her into this unforgettable encounter with the Redeemer. Discuss the patience with which Christ drew her to the point of conviction and how it threw the hook. Yeah, so give me a drink was the first sentence she just used to start the conversation with her. And the, the, the conversation led to a lot of um, expositions from the woman's life. And the woman said a lot of things about her life. And Jesus confirmed those things. And he led to, one thing led to another. And she encountered Christ. And her life changed. She encountered the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. She didn't even need to say, God, forgive me. Immediately, she told Jesus, oh, I don't have any husband. That was the point Jesus encountered her. And he said, he overlooked the lie or diplomacy she used. And he overlooked um, that's, that's, um, the fact that she has had five husbands. He said, hey, you have had five husbands. And the person that you are with right now is not your husband. So you are right when you say you have no husband. And it just shows that Jesus is not surprised about our sins, but will is willing that we should seek repentance. Yeah. He will not be he knows how fair we are. So whenever we sin, whenever we are in sin we can find confidence to come boldly to ask for mercy from him. He will not cast us away, he will not embarrass us. See, he did not embarrass or mock the woman. See, he didn't mock her. And I believe that this is what the woman saw. And she was like, Well, I need to hear more from this man. And when she had an encounter with Christ, her life changed and something else happened. So, um, number three says, this, the particular need in her life was a point at which Jesus caught her. He knew all men. He knows our hearts. A genuine encounter will always address the inner need and situation of the individual's heart. She was overwhelmed when Jesus caught her in craftiness of telling lies or using diplomacy to evade a pointed question. Number four says, Jesus went beyond the hook to actually bring her to submission to the purpose of God. And that was John 4, 21 to 26. And an encounter that only ends with the hook, without bringing a man to the point of total surrender, is too superficial to bring a lasting effect in life. This applies to situations in our churches today. When you do another call and people come to give their life to Christ, yes, on that day, they might be crying and say, Ah, I know I've sinned against God and I've come to God to, to surrender my life. If that, if that um, situation does not lead to a genuine encounter 
it cannot last. That salvation or that repentance person did that day cannot last. It will not last long. So I don't know whether you were here when we talked about what happens in an encounter. There's an exchange of life. When our parents gave it to us, our father contributed the sperm that went into the mother. And something in that sperm is transferred from Adam. That's made us to be in the image of our parents and not of God anymore. And that was what happened in Genesis chapter 5, verse 1 to 3, when God, when Adam gave birth to Seth. Genesis 5, verse 1 to 3. It says, Here is a list of some of the descendants of Adam, the man who was like God from the day of his creation. God created man and woman and blessed them and called them man from the start. Adam was 130 years old when his son Seth was born, the very image of his father in every way. So we see that in in verse one, five verse one says Adam was created in the image of God. But when he got to three, Seth was created in the image of Adam. That's not how it's supposed to be because God created Adam in the image of God, and we all were supposed to also be in the image of God. But when man sinned, everybody took the image of Adam. And at the point of the encounter. That image of Adam, that old man, that man that continually teaches us how to sin. At the point of encounter with Jesus, what he does is that Jesus nails that old man to the cross. As said in Colossians, he nails him to the cross and puts a newborn baby in us. And so at that point of encounter, whether it's in front of the pastor or it's in your room, and you break down and you say, oh God, I'm sorry for my sins. I've come to you. If it doesn't lead to God exchanging that old man that came through your parents when they gave birth to you, that old man that Adam transferred to us. If God does not exchange that old man and put in a newborn baby Jesus in us, it will not have a lasting effect. So when we talked about Zacchaeus encountering Jesus, that exchange happened in the spiritual realm. That's the exchange that caused all the darkness to flee. That's the exchange that made him say, Oh, I give half of my wealth to the poor. He did not value money anymore. That's like, it's, it's not normal. Like, someone that loved money and even cheated people was greedy, immediately changed. The same thing happens to this woman when she encountered Jesus. She, she changed. She became an evangelist immediately. So many of that people have encountered Jesus and for me the previous day I was a slave to this sin and the next day I used to laugh at my laugh at the temptation to sin so it's not normal because it's like a switch and it was obvious an obvious switch so there should be an obvious switch an obvious switch when somebody becomes a new creature creation old things will pass away and new things will come so this place is saying an encounter that only ends with the hook without bringing a man to the point of total surrender is too superficial to bring a lasting effect in life 
So the whole book is just trying to explain what an encounter with Christ looks like, giving us all these different examples. And I pray that God would help us to understand and seek for this encounter if we have not had it before and seek for more encounters that will refresh us if we have had one before. Amen. So what was the outcome of this encounter with Christ? So we've not read this scripture before, so I'll, let, I'll like us to read it. Although we don't have too much time, so we'll read it and we'll keep meditating on it throughout the week. And maybe the next meeting we can discuss it. So let's quickly read um, um, John 4 verse 39, 39 to 43. Many from the Samaritan village believed he was the Messiah because of the woman's report. He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him at the well, they begged him to stay at their village. And he did for two days, long enough for many of them to believe in him after hearing him. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe because we have heard him ourselves, not just because of what you told us. He is indeed the Savior of the world. Amen. So, um, these people believed because, both because this, their belief began when the woman told them. That's why when you preach to somebody, even though the person might not come to Christ at that point, that's, that's the beginning of an encounter. So the hook is the first word that the person, the person hears. It can, it could take 10 more preachings before the person has a true encounter, but the earlier the better. So, um, the result of this woman's encounter with Christ is that she was saved, and then she introduced other people to Christ, and they too were saved. Amen. So, let me just read a commentary. I really wish we can conclude on the women of Samaria today because we are. Spent a lot of time on it. She dropped the water pot she had carried for years and ran with a personal testimony of what had happened to her as she met the Lord. For, sorry, a real encounter with God will enable a person release the past and come into the midst of God's people with the joy of a changed life. She became the herald of the good news. Many cannot be effective witnesses today because they have not experienced such encounters that radically changed their lives. She was no more defensive and argumentative. She was no more seeking theological explanations. She had a simple message, come and see. The man who told me all that I ever did. A genuine encounter with God will make you a living evidence of his grace. She led people to Jesus, the source of her own encounter, and left them to have their own encounters with him directly. That is very important in, in Christian life when you understand that even as a pastor, even if you're a pastor, you are a very um, powerful 
Christian or a very great evangelist, you are not the one that will save God's people. Our job is to, your job is to speak the word to them. You don't need to worry your mind if they come to Christ or if they are saved or if they fall down, they are kneeling really on the ground crying and asking God to save them. You don't need to do that. All you need to do is just to speak the word. The word, the words, the death of Jesus Christ and resurrection. Even as we celebrate Easter this weekend, that word is enough to save those that God wants to save. So when you see somebody, you tell the person about the word of God. It's good to follow up, but you are not the one that will save the person. The Holy Spirit will save the person when he wants to save. It's God that will look at the person and say, okay, I want to save this person. Takes the old man, nails him to the cross, and puts the baby Jesus in, in the person. No matter how much you talk, no matter how much you disturb the person, the person will not be have this encounter if God doesn't want to encounter the person. So... You have to leave them to have their own encounters with the Lord. The only thing you can do for them is to pray for them. Pray for them that one day God will encounter them directly. And so she became, so to say, the gateway to the Samaritans. Wow, that's interesting. Your encounter with Christ may be the link and the open door for the salvation of many people around you. Your personal encounter with God may also be the hope for the deliverance of many. I'd like us to read this um or I will read Acts 9 15 to 16 and 22 14 to 15. But the Lord said, Go and do what I say, for Paul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the nations and before kings as well as to the people of Israel. Now I show him how much he must suffer for me. So, just like Paul, this woman was the gateway to the Samaritans. Paul was the gateway to the Gentiles. And let me read Acts 22, verse 14 to 16. He says that, Then he told me, The God of our fathers has chosen you to know his will and to see the Messiah. And hear him speak. You are to take this message everywhere, telling what you have seen and heard. Yeah, that is it. And I think I'm trying to look for the context of this. Oh, Paul, Paul, Ananias and Paul. So Ananias was telling Paul that God has chosen him to see Jesus and hear him speak and to take this message everywhere. And so. The woman of Samaria came to the well of Jacob, empty and dried. She came confused, but left with joy as she encountered the Lord. She clearly became a blessing to her people. Many came first because of her testimony, but, soon, but stood as they met the Lord by themselves. It was a sudden change and a total conquest of a strong will and lose lifestyle it formed the beginning of our walk with the lord but check if you have ever had any such encounter with the lord yeah so again this book is 
trying to define what an encounter is by giving us examples and telling us to check has this type of thing that happened to you in your Christian work. If not, pray that it should happen to you because that is that is what will change us from the old man to the new man. That is what would make us real Christians, a new crea- creation. So, so it says that um, how many what lasting impact did it have on you? How many have you impacted with that experience? A deep encounter with God will immediately make you his witness. Has the Lord actually collided with you and conquered you? So it says that there's no way immediately if you have had this encounter, if we have had this encounter, we can't bottle it in because we would see the difference in our life. Like, ah, this was me when before I had this encounter, and now this is me after I had this encounter. Everybody has to have this encounter that I have had with Christ. And so you can't bottle it in. You would immediately want to be his witness. So there are several others whose encounter with God will make a, a very rich study. Men like Paul of Tarsus, Mary Magdalene of Magdala, Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, Gideon, and a host of men who became friends with God. You may undertake a personal study of their collision with the Lord. So in your, in your free time, you can study the scriptures where Paul, Mary Magdalene, Blind Bartimaeus, uh, Gideon encountered God. And you see how the encounter is. Even as we have studied, we've taken a long time. A long time to study two people, Zacchaeus and the woman of Samaria. So you can also take time to study these people in your quiet time to see how the encounter is and how you can relate it to your own life. Conclusion. Opportunities for divine encounters also come with time. Apart from the encounter that that brings a man to experience salvation from sin, there are several encounters for spiritual growth. So that's what... And we've been saying before. So even if you have encountered God and he saved you from sin, exchanging the old man with the new man, there are other encounters that you have to get from time to time for, for spiritual maturity and spiritual growth. Because this Christian race is in is in stages, but the first stage is the most important stage. The first stage is the one that leads to other stages. I, and um, if you want to say anything, just feel free to interrupt me. I'm just trying to make sure we finish this chapter. But you can you can interrupt me if you want to say anything. So apart from the encounter that brings a man to experience salvation from sin, there are several encounters for spiritual growth, for divine calling to service of God, for correction, for reprove you see we, we might still make mistakes and so god would encounter us for correction and for reproof bible says that he whom the father loveth he corrected so um i wanted to say this i want to explain this encounter for spiritual growth there was a time that in my life i was expecting god to um, answer my prayers 
and there are many many um verses in the bible that talks about answered prayers just ask and shall be given seek and shall find why is this so easy so why why is god not answering my prayers so i had an encounter with jesus and he explained how pruning when he prunes the branches you know how god says he's the vine and we are the branches in john 15. he explained how pruning pruning means unanswered prayers to me the leaves when a branch has leaves a lot of leaves those are answered prayers when a branch bear fruit that is what that's the main purpose of that branch you want god wants us to bear fruit more than leaves right so fruit is the um fruit of the spirit the nine fruit there are nine but is everything is one fruit fruit of the spirit not fruits of the spirit so nine fruits in order for you to bear more fruits god will prune the leaves of that branch will reduce answer prayers so that you can learn how to bear fruit especially the fruit of faith to have faith in god to persevere and so that was like that encounter it changed my understanding changed my mindset to understand that okay unanswered prayers is a pruning period so there are other encounters like divine calling to service when god wants you to maybe god did not encounter you when he encountered you to save you from sin he did not say leave your phd or did not say leave your job he did not say all these things and so you continued in your job as a fresh christian enjoying then he calls you to service and says okay now leave your job or leave this particular field or come and do my work or be a part-time evangelist so this is another encounter a call into service and we would encounter that as we grow in our spiritual life. Then for correction, whenever we fall or err, or we were too harsh, or um, there's something called um, God loves mercy more than judgment. So yes, somebody did something bad, and the the as a Christian, you judge that situation with the same punishment or that is that the person deserves but there's a place for mercy so god can correct you and say ah have mercy on this person so god can correct us can reprove us and some wasted their encounters with god and went through irreparable damages in life but god gave them a second chance in another encounter jacob had an encounter at bethel on his way to laban's house in Genesis 28 but he neglected it to his own peril he had to come back to Bethel after 20 years to have the encounter that dislocated his tie but made him a prince of God so if you have some time maybe in your quiet time just take note of these verses and you can buy this book on Amazon it's just I think it's five or six dollars I'll send you the link if you're interested so that you can read these verses in your quiet time to help so if you waste an encounter with God today you may spend several years groping in the dark for direction you may be given another chance but not without a scar <laughs> yeah and does anybody want to say anything about this
all the things I've read. Maybe you have a burning um, question or contribution. Part where it's like you may be given an opportunity to have that encounter again, but not without a scar. Okay. And sometimes it just makes me think about like when I hear other people, even myself, stop to think about situations and then it seems like the situation will come back but it's just a different form and when I realize it I'm like wait I've already been here before so looking in a carnal sense I would normally react in the flesh now I'm like okay Lord I've already been here before help guide me so I don't have to go through this again <laughs> Yeah. 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 In our work with God, um, in our work with God, we have to just be sensitive every step of the way because one small mistake can cost us like many years. One small decision that we forget to ask God can cost us. A lot of things so we just have to be careful and just depend on the Holy Spirit so that we don't repeat the class you know we don't repeat the class so when you find yourself in a similar situation just go back to God and ask God for mercy for the people of old um, um, Abraham was was there was famine in the land and the God that told him to come to the land, he did not ask the God, okay, what shall I do next? He just, as a man, he took the d decision as the man of the house and he went to Egypt with his family. And then he had to lie that this is not my wife. <laughs> this is my sister. And a lot of things happened that wouldn't have happened if he only asked God for direction. So he says that if you waste an encounter with God today, you may spend several years groping in the dark for direction. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so anybody? Um, Busola, do you have any contribution? Well, just I think in the previous page. Uh, it's like here. Where. Okay, yes, the ice index where um, it says she dropped the water pot she had carried for years. So this actually struck something in me that we can interpret this sentence mm -hmm. into different ways. It could either be the, so you can see how it was phrased, that she dropped the water pot that she had carried for years, mm -hmm. more like she dropped a body mm -hmm. at the well. She left it there. And one could also say that nothing really mattered anymore. She had an encounter with God. She was so eager for the new life that her initial plan had no meaning anymore. Yeah. So that was really powerful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really powerful. She, she had carried the water pot for years, meaning that yeah. she has been going in that direction for many years. The same yeah. thing, five husbands going to the well, coming back with water that never satisfies, going to the well, coming back to the, with water that never satisfies. 
guess what? She has even been doing the same kind of thing, going at the same time in the afternoon to avoid people, to avoid people coming to ask her questions, you know, or judging her. She has been doing that same thing. But at the moment of an encounter, as you said, with God, she dropped that water pot, which symbolizes um, her earthly efforts to get satisfaction, her earthly efforts to quench her test. So she dropped it. So whatever earthly efforts we are using to quench our test this today, um, we have to ask God for an encounter to enable us drop that pot and collect or accept the water that Jesus gives. Yeah, we just have to make the deliberate effort to accept that water that Jesus gives. I pray God we help us to um, today and forever. I would like us to pray that God should encounter us even as he encountered the woman of Samaria. Oh God, please encounter us in our various lives. If we are still carrying the pot, even as Christians, even after the first encounter of salvation, if we are still carrying one pot of burden, or if we have missed an encounter, probably because we made a decision by ourselves, we make we made a decision without seeking your face lord please have mercy on us and forgive us and encounter us again help us not grope for years in darkness but i will thank you oh god almighty for everything you have done for us we thank you for this word that you have opened our eyes to we thank you for how we have been studying people that have encountered you in their daily lives we thank you for all this in-depth study of your word we ask that this word of God will make a positive change and impact in our lives. In Jesus' name, we ask that you would encounter us again. We have missed your encounter, Lord. Help us to encounter you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to collide with you, Lord. We surrender ourselves. We surrender our will unto you, O God. We ask that you would meet us again so that we can be where you have destined us to be, O God. Do a crash course. Reschedule. Give us another date of encounter, O God. And encounter us in the name of Jesus Christ. And let our lives never remain the same. Transport us, O God, to where you want us to be in every area of our lives. Even as we celebrate your, your resurrection, O God. Let the power of resurrection change our lives. The power of resurrection, O Lord, refresh our Christian lives. In the name of Jesus, let us always remember that in this world, we are sojourners. We are going to a place. We just we are passers-by in this world. Let's remember that. And then the most important thing is how we've lived to please you. The most important thing, as Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, that the only thing we remember on that day when we come to when we see you face to face is all the encounters that we've had with you is all the miracles you have done for us and all the battles you have won for us we will not remember our work or how much we worked in this world or how much we spent on our laptops doing our worldly work we will remember how many children we had or whether we got married or whether we had families we will only remember all the battles you won for us so, Lord, help us to have a great relationship with you so that we can have something to remember on that day of judgment. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you because you have done it. We are covered with the blood of Jesus, even as evil is surrounds us. Let your word in Psalm 91 be our portion. Protect us and let no evil be for us. Cover our families with your blood. Receive the glory of God because you are our God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray.